Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that we are in your hands this morning, that it's your presence and your spirit that brings us comfort and conviction, that brings us into the very living presence as your word becomes alive to us. So Lord, as we seek your word, as we turn to your word, as we seek to be nurtured, to, to have our minds strong and healthy, Lord, we seek to understand what that means for us. So Lord, set me aside that it's your word that may, me, that may be heard clearly among us this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. December 1903, Wright Brothers. Can you imagine the thrill that the Wright Brothers must have felt when their plane got off the ground? July 1969, the moon. What must Neil Armstrong have felt when he began that first step upon the moon? May 30th. 2020, Cape Canaveral. Did you know on that day that two Americans by the name of Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley became the first Americans in nine years to take off into space from American soil? It was a private and public partnership between SpaceX and NASA that sent these two men to the International Space Station. So dream with me for a moment. Think back in your own dreams for a moment. Have you ever on one of those crisp, clear nights looked up into the dark sky at that white ball and wondered what would it ever be like to travel to the moon? Or maybe as a kid or even as an adult, did you ever dream of being in a rocket and taking off, lifting off into outer space? I guess the reality is, is that none of us or very few of us will ever probably travel to the moon or into space, but I hope somebody listening, I hope somebody out there will one day and let us know, let me know if you get that opportunity. But today, I invite us to take a journey, a journey that we can all travel, a journey that's beyond this world, a journey that only God can make possible. And as we take that journey with God, let us hear these words from Isaiah of what it will be like. So join me with your Bibles. I hope the Bible's sit next to you, or if you got to run, go get it, run, go get it. Let us turn to the Old Testament, close to the center there, the book of Isaiah, verses 28 through 31. Join me as we read today's scripture. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. For this public and private partnership to work between SpaceX and NASA, several things had to be in place. First, there there had to be a cooperation and a a commitment to follow. Next, there there had to be this trust in which they had between each other. Next, I think a, a willingness to listen. To listen to the ideas that each had and the experience that that they are drawing from together. Next, I believe, would be an acceptance. An acceptance that things are going to go wrong, and when they go wrong, there's an attitude of forgiveness that is offered for that. And then, and I say most important, very importantly, is a commitment to the mission. A commitment to the mission. As we begin to think of our own relationship with God and the possibilities of that relationship, and, and perhaps as we desire to soar to new heights with God, I think it's these same conditions that are important that we have in place, that we are committed to, that we begin to realize. Do we have that cooperation with God, that, that willingness to follow? Is that trust established between us? Are we willing to listen to Him? Are we willing to accept where he calls us to go and to ask forgiveness when perhaps we stray away? And are we committed to the mission? The mission to love. The mission for us as a community to be vital and growing where Christ is transforming our life. In other words, could you say with me that that I will follow? I will trust. I will listen. I will forgive. And I will serve. So let's look at those five examples this morning a little bit. Let's look at some biblical examples that begin to illustrate for us what it means for each of these as we seek to sort of new heights with God. I will follow. Will you? Go to the beginning of the scriptures. Genesis, the first book, as we begin to look at Abraham and Sarah, or at this point, Abram and Sarah, remember that God called them, called them to this land in which they had never heard of and never been. They're, they're comfortable, they're secure, their lifestyle's going pretty well, and, and they have all that they need. But God calls them to a new journey, and they're listening, and they're willing to follow To sort of these new heights with God, we seek to first listen to God, to be in tune, but are we too willing to follow and respond when He calls, even when we don't know what the end result will be? We can. And remember, we can hold on to God's promise that He's holding on to us and that He'll be with us in this entire journey. Where has God been calling you over these past three months? What has God been trying to teach you? I know for me in one area was to spend some dedicated, significant meditation time with Him. I tend to wake up pretty early in the mornings, and and Susan introduced me to an app called Pray As You Go, and it's been a great tool that has centered me in that time in reflection with God. It's been enriching time, very meaningful and personal time. Who might or with whom might God be calling you 
to engage and deepen your relationship with? Are you listening? I will follow. Next comes I will trust. Trust is the foundational uh, foundation of our relationships. When trust is broken, our relationships can be in jeopardy. They can be repaired, but typically there's hurt and there's pain that takes place. I think the same is in our relationships with God. When that trust is broken, it's not God who's broken the trust. We're the ones who've steered away, stepped away, perhaps gone, gone on a different path. So often it's in those times of trial and hardship and challenge that our trust is tested. How has your trust been tested over these past three I continue in the Old Testament, the story of Joseph. You remember Joseph, the son of Jacob, the second to last son of Jacob? He was one of his favorite sons. We know him by the, the coat of many colors that Joseph had. He had these dreams, and, and dreams were mostly about his brothers bowing down to him and others, and his brothers were very jealous, and they sold Joseph into slavery, and off to Egypt he goes, and he begins to, to become friends with Potiphar, and there uh, he's sent to prison. But then later on, his brothers come to him. They come to him for food, but they don't know it's his brother. They don't know it's their brother, Joseph. Joseph feeds them and saves his people. Even in the midst of this whole situation, Joseph, of slavery and prison, Joseph trusts God, and God uses that moment to provide for his people. As we learn to soar with, to new heights with God, let us follow him in uncertainty and trust him even when we don't know what the end result will be. I will follow, I will trust, I will listen. I will listen. There's multiple examples of listening, and, and children and adults sometimes can be very selective in this area. The biblical story that came to my mind with this was Mary and Martha. You remember Jesus came to see Mary and Martha, and Martha's busy in the kitchen preparing for that event together, and Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to him, and Martha complains that Mary's not helping, and Jesus says Mary's doing that which is more important. I'm a Martha. I confess it. I like to be busy, and, and I like to get things done and organize them together before I can focus on that which often is more important. But I've been trying to be more like a Mary. Early mornings, I've been trying to listen a little bit more before I get busy with the day. If we will spend time with God, not just speaking, not just speaking, but listening, not just going when we have to, but going to God when we don't have to, then we're more in tune to His will to us. We're more in tune to that relationship. We're more in tune to where He's leading us that we can soar to new heights with God. I will follow. I will trust. I will listen. And then I will accept when things go wrong, or I will forgive and I'll offer that forgiveness to others and even to myself. Forgiveness often starts with repentance. 
Mm, it's a hard word. We don't like that word. And you're probably going, all right, preacher, don't start meddling now. You're getting personal. We think of repentance, we think of sin. And sin is something in which we all have. Sin interferes, sin blocks, it destroys, it wears out those around us, and it separates us from God. To sort of new heights with God, we need to, to get rid of that sin that, that holds us down, that weighs us down, that separates us from God, that separates us from each other. God has given us that way through His Son Christ. And the result is transformation. Transformation. Remember Zacchaeus? Do you remember the biblical story of Zacchaeus, the wee little man in the tree? Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, so he climbs into a tree. As Jesus passes by Zacchaeus, he calls him down. He goes to his house. They have a meal together. Zacchaeus' heart is changed. It's convicted. It's transformed. Zacchaeus is a tax collector, and he's willing to sell half his possessions and give to the poor to get four times the money that he stole and to offer it back to them. Jesus changed Zacchaeus' heart. God is still in the heart-changing business. No matter what we have done, where we have been, God seeks to draw us closer to Him, to be more like Him. He's the only one who can. The only thing He asks is for us to repent and to share that forgiveness with others. Are you willing to forgive? Even yourself? I will follow. I will trust. I will listen. I will forgive. I will serve. One area that can stun our growth with God is a failure to serve. I believe selfishness is the leading cause of broken relationships. And it leads to broken trust. I wish you could have seen two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, after our Pentecost Sunday, that last Sunday in May, when so many from the church brought the food to the church, you should have seen the food pantry and the volunteers that took these blank shelves and transformed them, birthed them into overflowing with the food that you had brought. For two hours, they worked solid. It was hot. They were wearing masks, but they stayed focused and committed to the mission. It was a great example of service. One day Peter went fishing. Yes, I'm talking about the Peter in the Scriptures, New Testament, the Gospels. Peter and his buds went fishing. It was just after experiencing Jesus' death and resurrection. They're fishing. They don't know what else to do. And they've been out all night and they had caught nothing. And, and this man on the shore begins to holler, say, cast your nets on the other side. And probably with a little hesitancy they do, and, and casting those nets, their nets become full of fish, and Peter realizes it's Jesus, and they go to the shore, and a little while later, Peter and Jesus have a conversation, a conversation in which Jesus gets personal and says, Peter, do you love me? And he asks him that three times, and Jesus says to him, tend my sheep, feed my lamb. Jesus is reminding Peter and reminding us, and this is a sermon in itself as each of these illustrations are, but Jesus is reminding us to take care of one another, to watch after one another, to help 
one another, to serve one another. I saw that two weeks ago. I, I see that in the generosity in which so many of you expresses, how during this time can I help somebody that's in need? To feed one another is important. But that lesson goes well beyond ourself, well beyond just meeting that physical need. But are we willing to abandon ourselves to God? When we serve, we begin to meet the basic needs, but God begins to transform and change our hearts and our situations. God calls us to be obedient, but He'll take care of the rest. Sometimes we grow complacent in our relationship with God. I don't know what these past three months have been for you. If it's been that time that you become comfortable, become secure in where you are, maybe tired or bored, or maybe it's because there is no routine, that that routine in relationship with God has not been there either. We've had to focus on self a lot, right? Protect ourselves, protect our family. Have we spent that time nurturing that relationship with God? Maybe. Maybe it's time to recommit to a safe way to serve. Serving others in God's name is, is a sure way to, to fire us back up, to spark us, to get us going again for Him. I don't know where you are today. I don't know where you are in your relationship with God. I know sometimes it's, it's overwhelming, and especially these past months, that we can barely get our feet off the ground we have all we can handle. So today, I want to remind each of us, God offers us a new place. He offers us a higher place beyond the limits of this world. God does not faint or grow weary, and He offers that same strength to us, a place where we can soar like eagles. We can run and not be weary. We can walk and not be faint. Let us, let us together, let us as a community commit ourselves once again to follow Him and to trust Him and to listen to Him and to also serve Him and a willingness to forgive others and forgive ourselves along the way. I think perhaps, perhaps it's almost time to lift off. There's a legend among Native Americans about a brave who found this eagle egg. Wasn't sure what to do with it, so he placed it in a prairie chicken nest. Well, as the egg would do, the, the eaglet hatched, and the eaglet did what the other birds around him were doing. The prairie chickens were clucking and clacking and eating the food and the insects off the ground. And so the eagle began to do the same things. And that's how the eagle grew up and that's how the eagle lived. And occasionally they'd be playing around and, and they'd jump a foot or two off the ground and flap their wings. But that was about it. Well, this eagle grew up and got to be old. And one day the eagle looked into the sky and saw this majestic bird flying with the most magnificent golden wings that were barely moving. And so the eagle asked the neighbor, the, the bird next to him, the prairie chick next to him, and the prairie chicken said, oh, that's an eagle. But you'll never be an eagle, so don't even bother with it. And so the eagle on the ground continued to eat the food and eat the insects and jump a foot or two off the ground and flap its wings and eventually died. Thinking he was a prairie chicken. 
It seems that this eagle adopted what the neighbor said, just took for granted that the neighbor said that for his life, he would never achieve full potential, even though he was capable of doing so. I really do. I really sincerely hope that somebody out there listening, some child or young adult that says, I'm going to go to space one day. I'm going to go to the moon. And you make it happen. But I really hope for each of us that in these last several moments and months together, that we'll not be like the eagle who was satisfied to stay in the prairie chicken coop. That we'll be eagles who are willing to fly into space and onto the moon that we'll be willing to soar to new heights with God even when we don't know where it will take us or how things will end up when we get there. We can do it. We can do it by following God, trusting Him, listening to Him, serving, and offering and sharing a lot of forgiveness for ourselves and for others. What happens before a rocket takes off? There's the countdown. Maybe for us, maybe today, maybe this moment in our life, the countdown, God is speaking to us. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let us lift off and soar to new heights with God together. And as we go, know that God goes with us, leading the way. The name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Lord, may you be the source of nurture and the source of direction for our life. May you be the one to whom we seek to follow and listen and trust. Lord, may your forgiveness abound and pour upon us. And may we re reciprocate that to others, including ourselves. Lord, it's been a strange journey these past several months. Maybe we've gotten to know each other better and family. We've done a lot of projects we haven't attended. But Lord, I pray somewhere in the midst of that, we've attended to our relationship with you. And so, Lord, may this morning be one of those moments in which we seek and we pledge to follow you more closely. Forgive us when we haven't. Show us the way. Amen.